Hello, Intimate Factor family. Um, I welcome you to our Intimate Factor podcast and video where we were are discussing life and love in today's world. We're learning to break boundaries and learn how to love ourselves and how to draw closer to God like we never have before. I thank you for joining me. This right here, as we go through and this time of just being able to draw close. So, um, oh, intimate factor family, we are back. I'm so excited. So much has happened. Oh my god. Um, I've had to. So when I put this out, it was to share everything that God has given me, everything that the Lord has shared with me, drawing people closer to God, drawing people to a place of just being able to uh, rest in him, trust in him. And since I have put this intimate factor out, as God has directed me to, um, when I tell you my intimate walk has been challenged greater than ever um wow yeah like my time all of it has been challenged so greatly um that I I had to take a break I had to find um where the work wasn't working anymore I had to learn how to um stay in his presence because we can learn how to get into intimacy We can learn how to draw near to God, but I almost feel like our life demands us to be like, okay, God, I've been here. Hold on a second. I'll be right back. Run, do what we need to do and come back. And that's not how it works. God's like, I need you to stay here, stay in my presence, stay in this place of intimacy so that um, I can just surround you and be with you and provide for you and comfort you and love on you on so unconditionally. And we seem to run out of his presence sometimes, not saying that we don't have God on the inside of us or not saying that we don't carry the Holy Spirit, but I'm just saying that sometimes it's almost like life gets in the way. And when life, sorry, when life gets in the way, it's like, God, hold on just a second. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. So we are back. We are flowing greater than ever. Um, I have to do this. I really believe that this is touching the hearts of so many people and for his glory because god desires his people to know him so intimate factor is back we are flowing strong stronger than ever um greater than ever before we have certain things coming up um a prayer journal is being created so we can start doing prayer time and and reflections on um i'll probably do them on clubhouse um or different things i'll let you guys know i may do it on facebook we'll see but for today This podcast is going to be about love. So one thing that I really desire is love is 365 times in the Bible. It's mentioned. And so I'm like, every single day of the year, God made sure that we had something to reference to for love. So um, it being the middle of February, um, I wanted to start off with the love month that this whole world depicts as a Valentine's Day, especially the United States. So what better time to release the love of God? What better time to say, hey, the love of God is here and this is what love truly is. So I will be going scripture by scripture um, from Genesis to Revelation about love. 
each scripture each day or each week describing that type of love, a love of an enemy, a love of a friend, a love of a mother, a love of a father, the love of Jesus Christ and God's love for us. So it, it's just all the different types of love that is in the Bible. But today I want to give a definition of what love is because <clears throat> the worldly love that we see um, is very sexual, it's wrong, and um, it's almost like it can be compromised. And love is not compromised. Love loves past all things you could do the nastiest thing and even though it hurts I can still love you that's love I'm not going to drop you like a bad habit I'm not going to leave you I'm not going to I just like I live in a generation in a world where the divorce rate even inside the church is huge and that doesn't make sense to me um I, you know, I'm, I'm married and I told my husband he would have to die to get out of this. And so it's like, um, I just don't understand. So, um, anyway, so we're going to go over the love of God today. Okay. The difference between worldly love and the love of God. So let's start with scripture. As always, you know I do. Um, we're going to go to 1 John 4, 17. Now I read from the Message Bible a lot. It seems a little longer, but when I tell you, it's almost like it hits you in that place. Um, I don't know. It just brings a whole new revelation of God's word to me. So I'm reading from the Message Bible, all right? And it says, God is love. When we take up permanent residence... In the life of love, we live in God, and God lives in us. This way, love has the run of the house, becomes at home and mature in us, so that we're free of worry on Judgment Day. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ's. There is no room for love in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear, since fear is crippling and fearful life. Fear of death, fear of judgment is not, is one not yet fairly formed in love. So basically God is love. Love casts out all fear. That's basically the scriptures we know. Here's the thing. That's God. Now God's definition is saying God is love. And if God lives in us, love lives in us. So how could we live in fear of judgment of what people say? How could we live in fear of death? Listen, I'll be honest. I I scare my children sometimes (laughs) because I tell them all the time, if it is my time to go, let me go. I want to see Jesus. I want to see God. I want to lay on the heart. I want to ask questions. I want to worship 24-7 the Father, right? So don't don't bother me. (laughs) And they're like, Mom, I don't know. So it's like, no, don't don't bother me. Um, So let's go the world's definition, right? And I pulled up a couple because it was it was really funny when I looked this up. It said an intense feeling or deep affection, right? And it's talking about in this particular definition, um, parents with feelings of love. And then it has um, a great interest and pleasure in something. And it's like his love for football. Um, feel deep affection for someone like a spouse, right? So then I go and it says the true definition of love. And it says the quality or feeling of strong or consistent affection or an 
affection for or dedication to another. Right? Okay. Um, this one is based on attraction and sexual desire. Right? And it says the best definition of love. Right? Strong feeling for warm personal attachment or deep affection such as a parent, child, friend, or pet. Right? And then it says the accurate meaning of love. So, okay. Um, uncontrollable. Oh, uncontrollable. Love is very strong feeling perfection towards someone who you are romantically or sexually attracted to. Where in the scripture did it say sex at all? <laughs> is what I'm trying to get to a point to. Because is as we get down, we have the best definition, the accurate definition, the true definition, and then the definition. We have the Webster's Dictionary, Dictionary.com, and Collins Dictionary all stating very the feeling of strong, consistent affection. Now, when when you tell me God is love, that's what I sense. This strong affection. Because also in John 3:16, we hear about God loved us so much that He gave His only Son. He gave His only Son. Only son that we may have life and life more abundantly and not like cast out all our sin and i even in one day i'll go through a whole teaching about the process of the cross because the process of the cross it wasn't just jesus going to the cross for our sins there was a process put in place and a pattern put in place and i had to find this out and when i when i did a whole study on it i realized how much god loves me because from the time he was captured he was betrayed by his friend he was betrayed by the very close one. Judas was a friend. He he walked with him for, for years doing ministry. And he backstabbed him and he turned him in. They drug him through town, through muck and mark. They, they just completely ruined his name, right? Don't we feel like that sometimes? Don't we feel like we are betrayed by our friends? And yet here it is. Jesus still loved Judas, right? And so he got captured, was betrayed by his friend, got captured. Then he had to go through the persecution, being spit on, told him that, you know, and I'm going to speak to some radicals out there right now because there are some people who are really radical for Christ. They know the word, they understand the word, and they don't play with devils. And they're casting out demons. And there are many people out there who are calling them well, all kinds of things, um, because they're doing the work of Christ and what they're supposed to do. So here's the thing, leave them alone. But I understand where they're at because the process of that they're going through, they're now in the place of persecution because the religious leaders don't understand the casting out the demons and the healings and the miracles and the signs and the wonders. And so they're looking at them and going, that's not God. These religious leaders are now surrounding Jesus and saying, that's not God. He's a devil casting out devils, which makes no sense. So now he's being persecuted and spit on. Now he has to carry, then he gets beat, right? He's getting beat. He has a, a, a crown of thorns and there's a whole study on a crown of thorns. That's a whole nother thing. He, so he, the falsity of the hood, the, the kingdom, right? The crown of thorns, the velvet, uh, the red uh, cape, like um, garment, right? Putting him as a false king, mocking him as a king. But it's because they don't understand the kingdom that he reigns through. 
right? So it's like if they understood the kingdom that he reigns through, then you have him going. Now he's beaten, broken, and bruised. How many can relate to that? And so now he is literally carrying this huge splintery cross up the mountain just to be crucified. People are mocking him. People are spitting at him. People are just all of this. So then it's like, he falls out. He's so weak. He's now, I'm going to tell you something. Being in the medical field, the boy probably lost like four pints of blood and still was walking because of what, if you look at all the tools that they used to beat him with and the crown of thorns that they placed on his head, the boy lost a lot of blood. So his physical body was weak because he lost a lot of blood. So now he's walking up this mountain and he is he, he gets nailed to a cross. He Now he's losing more blood. He can barely hang up there. And then he did the most amazing thing. He asked them to forgive. He asked God to forgive them through all of this. Forgive them. And then he died and he took every single one of our sins. And you know what? That's God is love. God sent his son to go through that process for you and for me. And that right there there's no worldly love. We look on TV and they portray this love. We look on TikTok, they portray this love. There is a false love that's being spread around this world that is not true. And God is God is is weeping over his people. He's weeping over the fact that his people don't know the true love of God. You know, we love to go around agape, 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 the true love of God. And it's like, wait, there's so much so deeper than that. There's glorious love from the Father, you know, and so the love of the world can't even get it straight because we have true love, best love, and accurate love, right? Then we also, I I didn't look too much further, but when I was looking online, I was just kind of skimming down. You have the original definition. You have... um, You know, you have all kinds of stuff. So now there's other scriptures that really um, pull out what love is. So another really good one is um, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8, right? And, and many of us know this definition. And that is, you know, love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. excuse me it does not rejoice at wrongdoing but rejoices with the truth love bears all things believes in all things hopes in all things and endures in all things love never ends now taking that scripture and going back to first john 4 god is love right so god is patient and kind god does not envy god 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 does not envy or boast and is not arrogant or rude. God does not insist on his own way. God is not irritable or resentful. God does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. God bears all things. God believes all things. God hopes all things, endures all things. God never ends. Why? Because God is love. Oh my God. I I hope somebody gets that. Because I love it when everybody quotes the scripture from Corinthians, but it, the true definition of love is God is love. 
Because if you put God in this in this scripture, that's exactly who he is. That's exactly who he is. And so um, I could speak on this probably for a couple more um <laughs> a couple more episodes. But right now I, I'm just gonna leave it right here. Remember our scriptures, 1 John 4, 17 through 18. And then of course 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Through um, eight, and really look at this. We need to go forth and we need to ask God, What does it look like? What does love? What does love look like? If God is love, what does that look like? If God is patient and God is kind. Why do people tell us something different? Why do they show us a love that requires us to take off our clothes? It's teaching our young generation that it's okay to just not respect themselves because it's not the true definition of love. So I leave you with that. My intimate factor family Um. I can already see how this is <laughs> this is going to turn out, um, but know that uh, we will be here. I will be doing recordings every Thursday, uh, releasing them every Thursday. Um, I will be looking to release a video at that time. This time I did not do a video. I wanted to at least get this to you. I love you guys so very much. All those that have hung in there. Oh my God. I know you guys have been calling me. Please find us. Um, I'm very active with the intimate factor, whether I post a scripture or whether I post a quote or whether I post something um, daily to just encourage you in the word and encourage you for finding uh, the presence of God. But I love you all and uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, uh, where we are pouring out and teaching how to um, get closer to the Father. God bless you all. Have a great day. Thank you.